Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Google's new privacy policy indicates the search giant wants to scrape all your data for use with its AI. Not just all your Google data, like literally all your data on the Internet. The Actors Union sag after joined its sister union, the Writers Guild of America, in going on strike. Both unions list demands for AI protections as significant reasons for shutting down movie and television production. Is NPC live streaming the next thing or just a fad? Whatever the case, TikTok sensation Pinky Doll is capitalizing on talking like a robot while popping popcorn one kernel at a time. And is using facial recognition for entrance in the gas station food marts done all in the name of security or surveillance? We got all this and more for you in episode 91 of the Tech John. From Columbus, Ohio, I'm your host, Rob Dunwood. And coming out of Philly, it's your girl, Tech Life Step. In the ATL, it's Nika Mockwood. What is going on? So, Nika, we're so happy that you was able to come here. Your boy decided to go to South, what is that, Cartagena in South America? I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, posting pictures and whatnot. Yeah, I don't exactly. like right with drinks yeah. on the beach, okay. and we exactly. like here inside. <laughs> so yeah, he, he's doing other, you know, doing other stuff. So we are so happy to have you here. And for folks who don't know, Nika is the other host of Snob OS. That is Terrence's other show that he does. So, yep. um, I think this is your third Thanks time. Thanks for being inviting on. me. Yes, yeah, your third I time. I think it might be. It's either yeah. my second or third time. Yeah, so, so, yeah, it's always a, a good time to, to come on with you guys. So, yeah, so we, we don't normally have the AKAs. So, our AKA is that we just get joined by Nika Mumford. It's, it is a pleasure <laughs> for us to, to have you on the show. So, with that, before we get started, I do want to let everyone know who would like to support the Tech John. You can do so by heading over to patreon.com forward slash the Tech John. That is the Tech J A W N. Over there, we've got multiple tiers, any one of which gets you access to our after party and live stream. So, right now, we're actually, you know, we are a podcast, but we're recording live on the internet. And when we get done, we actually go for about another 30 minutes on what we call our after party, where we actually are hanging out with our peeps in the live stream chat. So if you'd like to help support the Tech John, head over to patreon.com forward slash the Tech John. So with that, y'all, let's go ahead and jump into some of these tech stories. This first one here about Google, it isn't new. It came out the same. I think actually the, the week before um, Meta's new thread app came out. But when Meta came out in the middle of the week, it just destroyed all the news. So <laughs> nothing else was getting covered. But I thought this would, should be one that we should go take a look at because apparently Google has updated their user agreement, their, you know, their EULA. And they essentially are saying that we don't just want to have all access to your data on Google products or literally everything that you use to be able to use that to enhance our AI products. We want access to everything that you do on the internet. 
And when I read that and understood what it said, I was like, what? Wait a minute. They, they want access to even stuff that is not their stuff. What do you think that they put this out when threads came out on accident? I think it might have been a very strategic move to yeah, bury it. I think they needed below all the all the other well, stuff. In, 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 I can't believe I'm saying this. In fairness to to Alphabet, it did come out before because Meta didn't come out until Wednesday. This came out like that previous weekend, but it was nobody was just paying attention to it. So yeah. you know, it, it, it yeah. simply just it, you know it would have been something we would have. Yes, don't, so. don't think. Nothing happened. Well, it, 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 well, clearly they say it. And it's not super sexy. It's not super sexy by itself. Yeah. So it's not super sexy by itself. But once, you know, Twitter gets a hold of it, you know, mainstream media gets a hold of it, then it kind of has life its own. Because I know I started seeing people on Twitter saying, if you have anything on your Google Drive, delete all your stuff off Google Drive because they're going to use it and there's nothing you can do. And I'm like, at that point, if, you know, if they're going to scrape your Google Drive, it's already done, friend. It's removing it at yeah. this point is not going to really help you. Any. I don't know, Stephanie. I was thinking that, OK, well, the Google move would be we're going to use all the data that we have access to inside of Google properties. Mm-hmm. And we're going to use that to the nth degree. Pretty much all of their user licenses have said that. But. The way that I'm reading this and, and you know, I, I, you know, I linked a couple articles. The, the way that they are describing this is that, you know, if you look at the wording, they're saying that they want access to everything. Like, yeah, how do I write this? They're going to take everything. Yeah, Whatever like, they can get, they're going to they're going to get. That's nuts to me. So it's like I think that's what everybody's doing at this point. You so know, with this this whole AI snatch and grab, um, it's like whatever's available is 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 up for grabs pretty much. So I'm they're trying, trying to, to get it before there are any rules and regulations around right. it. I think they're right. trying. It's like, it it's a grab. It's like, a, let's a, get it all, and then we can say, "Oops, mm-hmm. we didn't know," or "Oops, it wasn't rules, so we didn't know we couldn't take it." By then, they already have yeah. it. They've already and trained right. models against it. Yeah. I think they do know. So here's what I'm when I when I really think about this: like, why would they need access to stuff that's not theirs that they're scraping? Well, they're just being. This is just preemptive. If we go scrape something that you wrote on some other platform and we we get that data, but we can attribute it to you, we don't want you coming back and saying, well, that data is my data. I did not give you explicit permission to scrape my data, even though it was in some other platform that's publicly available on the Internet. I didn't give I didn't give you explicit permission to scrape it. Therefore, I'm now suing you. I yep. think this is the strike. Oh, no, this, this is very smart. It's like because th- when you read the whole thing, it's like most of it is about. What's happening inside of Google's, you know, they're not really a walled garden, but inside of their, you know, inside of their properties, that's how most of this is reading. And there's, there's just this one addendum. I'm going to actually read it here. The, the wording seems to imply this covers not just things created in the Google ecosystem in one way or another, but is detailed in such a way that the brand could have access to information from any part of the web. That is very intentional. When they're doing that. So like, I think it is, we're going to try to make sure that, cause we are going to scrape everything that we can get to. So we're just trying to knock out a couple billion people right off the bat that have mm-hmm. Gmail accounts. C-Y-A. So let's get the low hanging fruit first <laughs> and then we're going to go massive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this, oh, the- yeah. It, yeah. It's, we, it's, I don't even think. We don't really understand the the Pandora's box we've opened with 
with AI and, and these, and these chatbots and, and, you know, GPT four and five and 12 and what we, we really don't. It, it, it's yeah. really, really, um, I don't necessarily want to say unfortunate. That's not the word I'm looking for. Um, but it, we, we don't know what we've gotten ourselves into. We really don't. We really don't. And, and it could be a good thing. It could end up being a good thing. I, don't know that it is because human nature being what it is. Um, I don't know that that's going to be the case, but we, we just don't know what we've gotten ourselves into. Um, and and it's just, it's, it's, mm. and federal regulations are so far behind this. The the cart is light years ahead. And you know, it's, it's unfortunate that the leadership that we have, they don't understand technology. They're still you know, asking like stupid questions. I hate to say stupid questions because typically there aren't any, but uh, ill-informed questions when they're interviewing, you know, the CEO of TikTok or when they're interviewing Tim Cook or Mark Zuckerberg. They're asking elementary type questions that a kindergartner could ask. And, you know, being, you know, just like thinking they're, you know, really they're giving you some tech jargon, but they don't even understand some of the basic concepts of the internet and how long has the internet been around and now you're expecting these same people to create and and draft legislation that's going to protect individuals that's going to um, protect corporations that's going to try and put some sort of guardrails on this technology when they're still you know trying to do attachments to email so it's one of those things where like you said Steph I think it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. And I don't know, you know, if the good from this can can outweigh some of the nefarious things that people are probably going to start attaching to some of this. Yeah, it yeah. is. It, it's, it's really interesting. There, there is a there's a television show on Paramount. I believe it is called Rabbit Hole. It stars uh, Kiefer, Sul- Sul- uh, Keith, Kiefer Sutherland. I have a hard time saying his okay. name. And I'm not going to give the show away for people who haven't watched it, but it's basically he and his dad and a little band of, you know, of his team is basically trying to go after some anonymous person who literally has access to like all the data. And they're using that data, not just to like sway elections and stuff like that. They're using that data to control people. It's like, I, I know these things about you. Mm-hmm. I need you to do this thing for me. And it's, it's, it's really interesting and it, it's completely sci-fi. I don't think that we're there yet, but could we be there one day to where they have so much data on us that they could actually start, you know, trying to control people? I, you know, I, I think of the story. I think we talked about it on here where there, I believe it was either Google or Facebook knew that a woman was pregnant before she knew she was pregnant based just off of the things that they, that she was searching for. And mm-hmm. information that they were able to scrape out of their own systems or from other places on the internet. And they just made an educated guess. Yes, yeah, she's probably pregnant. And it turned out that she was. It's just like when you think about that, you know, these systems know more about you than you know about you in some cases. So this one was one, like I said, when I was like, was like I, was, I had to do it because like when I really read through it, it's like, <laughs> why is everybody freaking out about Google mm-hmm. um, scraping your data? They've always done that. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. They're not talking about just Google's data. They're just talking about any data that Google accesses. They now have a license, uh, you know, for it. So I thought this was a really interesting one. So y'all, the next one that we're going to get into here is, it's, it's a big story. It's kind of dominating a little bit of news now. So we, we now have both a writer strike 
So the Writers Guild of America, they, they are on strike. And we also have SAG after that's the Actors Guild. They are now on strike. So we're not getting no new content anytime soon. It, you know, the, the fall lineup is already trash. This is now moving into the spring lineup of, of new television shows. But why are we talking about actors and writers striking? Well, one of the big reasons that both of these unions decided to strike was because of artificial intelligence in the way of the writers who I believe they want to strike all the way back on May 2nd. They do not want AI to start creating scripts, to do script revisions, to do things that people today currently get paid for. They're not really trying to feel that. And then when you think about the actors, the actors, they don't want their likenesses being captured on one day that they get paid for, but then being used, you know, literally for the rest of time on other things that they generate with AI using their likeness, using their voice. And so. they, they actually, um, I, they were saying that they had conceded that for, uh, principal actors, but they were still trying to, um, keep that clause in for the background for actors. For the background. Where they mm-hmm. were going to pay them for one day of work and then scan their faces and then use that in perpetuity, you know, forever in, in that movie and in whatever in they want. Movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's some bullshit. Full disclosure. Yeah. I am a member of SAG AFTRA. Um, this particular strike does not affect my work as a journalist. Um, mm-hmm. I actually got an email from the, um, uh, um, I forget her title, but she represents the news part of SAG Astra that we should continue to keep working, um, until further notice or, or whatever. Um, because there's just so many different kind of tiers and levels of, of different types of work that you can do within the union. Um, and our, our work is not affected right now. Uh, but, but yeah, the, it's some bullshit. It's some bullshit what they're trying to do. And it's, it just, it, it's ridiculous. It, they're not asking for that much more money. I think people are really getting hung up on, you know, the, the, the point oh 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 one percent of A-list actors that make the millions of dollars mm-hmm. and not the other hundred and, and, you know, 50,000 some actors that are, you know, just trying to make a living and, and pay their rent and, 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 you know, whatever. And, and it's just, and, and these people don't want to give up and they're, they're just, just not asking for that much money that these studios can't afford to to give up and these CEOs can't afford to lose, you know, a couple percentage points of their own paychecks to to give these people this money and, and not use AI to to you know beat these people out of a couple pennies of of paycheck. It it just it just don't make no sense to me. It really just doesn't it just boils down to just greed at this point. It yeah, really because does. I saw some. Yeah, I saw someone do basically a breakdown of what they're that asking TikTok for video in monies in like four thirty. Yeah, like four. Yep. And it's like less than a percent. It's like less than actually. It's less than half a percent mm-hmm. from each of like I think the top seven um production companies. It you know it was like it's seventeen. Million, it was like seventeen million from Apple. No, it was like forty eight million from like Warner. I mean, it was minuscule amounts for these billion and trillion dollar companies. And I'm like, you know, my thought is like, you guys should be asking for more. Because right, and that's why I was like, I was backing up. That's that's the only reason I didn't share that video. Cause I was like, is this true? Because I'm like, this can't possibly be 
all they're asking for from these companies because that's that's way too low. Because <laughs> y'all need to be but everybody, but everybody that I've been seeing on social media, other actors and members, that's they're saying they're like, we're asking for a fraction, a fraction. very small fraction yeah. of yeah. the earnings. And I'm just like, this is insane. And my hairstylist, she's in the hair and makeup union because she does hair and makeup for TVs. And of course, here in Atlanta, big business. And she was saying, of course, they aren't striking, but AI comes into play for them because like say any of the hairstyles that they do, AI can capture any of that. So if Mm. I like the hairstyle from background actor A, but I have a new movie and I need to go on background actor B over here, let me just pick this up and put that over there. That's that artist's labor. That's their work. And, you know, they don't have control over it. So it's, you know, it's, of course, writers. It's, you know, actors. And it's it's, also some of the ancillary groups as well that are affected by this. It's the caterers. And, 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 and to your, and I guess to the point about, you know, the amounts that, that breakdown and, and, and how low they seemed, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I was in two feature films. So, and I still get checks for that. And they Mm -hmm. are minuscule. You know, when you, when you think about everybody thinks like once you've been in a movie or once you've been on a TV show or once you've done a national commercial, oh, you set for life. Oh, you residuals, residuals. Yes, residuals. Yeah. You Every get, time it shows, those, you get a those bank. checks yeah. I get are for like two dollars and twenty five cents, a dollar thirty five. You know, every now and again, you know, when the movie runs a little bit, when you see it on a lot more times, you might mm-hmm. get like eight dollars and seventeen cents. Or but wow. it's men. The effort to deposit to deposit that is right, more than right. the. I, I literally leave them sitting on my desk until I get ten dollars worth of money, you know, and can, and and is it worthwhile? I mean, worth the gas to go to right. the bank to, to put them in the bank to deposit but it, right? It's literally minuscule amounts of residual yeah. money, and and the further away you get from the time you shot the film, the mm, less money the less it, it is. is. You know what I mean? So, and and I don't think I get any. I don't even know if I get any money from from the streaming, you know what I mean? I I'm, still I'm glad get you brought that part up. Because yeah, I still get it. Like I, I look on, you know, where it's from. I still get it mm-hmm. if it runs on like, you know, TNT, if it runs on cable or if it gets broadcast. I don't recall seeing if I, if it was ever on, you know, if I ever got any streaming residuals. So, so I'll, mm-hmm. I'll pay attention to that next time. But I don't recall, you know, if I ever got any, and I don't know if those two movies ever were streaming anyway, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's no money at all. And it definitely would not be any money that I could live off of if, you know, <laughs> I was thinking I was going to be balling out on residuals. I, I definitely could not live off that money because it's, it's pennies. So- it's literally pennies on the dollar. So one of the things that is a big concern for the actors is that the residuals they get for streaming is significantly less than what they get for something that ran on television, something was actually in a movie. And if you really think about since the pandemic, you know, we, we, we pretty much are out of the pandemic at this point, but we still have some, you know, some in the depths of pandemic type behavior going on movies come out to the movie theater that people can go and see and they may actually be on streaming before they actually have their run done in the movie yeah. theater i'm like wow that's like i ain't paying 24 dollars for come it. Out the same time at the same you know they yeah. do at the same yeah. time so so part of this has to be the studios are thinking it's like oh wait a minute one thing we do know they have big accounting apartments and they have folks that really know how to use calculators and spreadsheets and it's like okay wait a minute 
how much do we make or how much more do we make by not having to pay the residuals because this thing ran in movie theaters for however long and you, you know, you brought it back when you have this big movies. Like I remember like the first avatar, it, it was, it ran in the movie and then it went away and then it kind of came back again. Titanic was the same thing. It's like that. Mm-hmm. It's like this movie is like in the movie theater all year round. It's just because people kept wanting to go to see it. But if you're going to put stuff on streaming a lot quicker and the amount that the actors actually make or the, the amount that the writers actually make is so much less, there's probably someone who's counting that up. And it's like, well, you know, because what they're not going to do, we're not going to lose money by putting it on uh, by putting it on streaming too quick. But can we make money by putting it on streamer quicker? I'm, I'm certain that that quite the fact that I'm thinking about it. I know someone at these studios in accounting has thought about it as well. So, yeah, it's it's pennies on, you know, it's pennies that they make on streaming compared to what they get when it's run on television. Yeah. And if you think about it, you know, we think about network TV and when shows rerun, you know, actors, writers, they get more money. But if you say think, you know, we were talking about Abbott Elementary earlier, if Abbott runs on network and it just does a season and then it goes to Hulu, you know, that, and it, you can watch it on Hulu as many times as you want. Mm-hmm. Those, re, those views don't equate to views for the network for the actor. So right. if I go and watch Abbott 50,000 times on Hulu, those actors aren't going to get money. residuals. Yep. From me watching it on Hulu. So the smart thing, you know, that's why I think all of these production companies, networks have created their own plus. So you got Paramount plus, you got this plus, you got that plus, you got Peacock because they can take their network programming and then dump it on their own streaming service and they still control it, but they don't have to pay the actors residuals from it because it's running on streaming and it doesn't the residuals don't work the same way if it was right. rerunning on network television. On actual network platform, yeah. Right. It is. It's crazy. It's crazy. They they figured out how to get over and and don't want to pay nobody and it and it's just ridiculous. And you're making all this money. Like and y'all making sure. all this damn money. Sure. I know. I know. It's just greed. It's just capitalism at its finest. And you know, you think you're going squeeze out the little guy with AI, you know, use AI to squeeze everybody out, but it's going to come back to bite you in the butt. AI can't do everything. So Nico, one one of the things that I thought about was, well, if the actors aren't acting and the writers aren't writing, that means that like key grips aren't working. Editors aren't, aren't working because they don't have anything to edit. And here's what I did think. Hairdressers, makeup artists, they're not working because they have no one to put the, you know, to, to do the hair and the makeup for. But what I never thought, I'm so glad you brought this up was that it could, if, if they capture you in AI and they got a real nice do, they can then take that do and put it on somebody else. Absolutely. And this is what it made me think of. Do y'all remember back Obama was still in office? There was a viral picture of Michelle Obama where she had like a big giant fro. Now yeah. it wasn't mm-hmm. her. There, the, the person who it was said, you know, that she was, she was honored that people were doing that, you know, and thinking that that's mm-hmm. how her hair was, but it was actually her. And mm-hmm. I think Michelle Obama actually made mention to you know, this is who you know, spends a ridiculous amount of time making her hair look this beautiful. I'm glad that, you know, whoever put it on, whoever photoshopped it on me just did a good job. I remember something like that came out, but that is what we're talking about. You literally could take a ridiculous, 
ridiculously good hairstyle that that a artist came up with that you know as a hairdresser or you know some ridiculous makeup or that a, a makeup artist done or a stylist or whatever or the case it, is outfit a stylist put together like anything and so it's like put it on somebody else change the color add a little couple tweaks here there and boom you got a completely different look somebody and it's, it's just intellectual property just yeah it is and you it's got crazy. paid one time yep yeah that, that, forever that, that's nuts and it's oh, like. Um, it, it's funny that we really are talking about AI as much as we are since just November, October, November last year. It's like, you know, this, this stuff is just hitting like a ton of breaks, but you can really start to see what can happen and how people's jobs can be displaced. There is a, I believe it was for the last writers guild president, someone who ran on it was the only person who actually brought up AI. No, no other person. He he didn't end up getting elected to the to the president's role. But once the president got in, he's like, hey, can you come over here and help steer this committee that we have on AI so that we make sure that we're not sleeping? So the writers have been thinking about this for a while and they knew that, you know what, we cannot tell a production company that can't use tools that are available to them. Let's just see if we can kind of steer them in the way that we would want them to use them. So they were actually, you know, th- they put a lot of thought into how it actually could work and how mm-hmm. you're going to make sure that you're not ultimately going to just not have people doing stuff anymore. They're still, it's, right. you know, people are still going to get paid. And they really weren't even trying to hear that. It's like, nope, we just, we literally, if, you know, th- th- the way that it came out was, well, AI isn't good enough right now to do this. So why are y'all worried? And it's like, well, it might be good enough in 18 months. <laughs> it right. might, you know, it might be good enough before this, you know, before this contract runs out. So why don't we actually think about it? Put something in there that's going to actually give us some protections going forward. And they're like, nope. And, um, like I said, I don't, I don't want to say that the AI stuff was the primary, even, I don't even want to say it was the primary reason that they went on strike. I think it was, how do I get paid is the primary reason. That's usually always primary, right. but it's definitely an important one. So. Right. And as a person who works in AI and in the ML space, I've said for years that folks are so short sighted on what AI is going to be able to really do. First, it was the thought of the, the movie with, uh, the, the kid from, uh, the sixth sense. You know, I'm an animatron. I'm a humanoid mm. type person. And that's all people thought. Then here comes chat GPT and everybody's thinking, Oh, it's just test based, text based. It's prompts. We're going to have new jobs or people are prompt engineers or, you know, things like that. But as someone who's seen what creating AI models, integrating AI models into productionized software. What this really has the potential to be is it's, it's really scary because at the end of the day, capitalism, people yeah. are going to use the tools to get ahead, not just necessarily to make life easier, to make things easier. What can I do to get ahead? What can I do to make more money without having to pay out? more money. And I think the lengths that some people are going to be willing to go to use this technology is going to cause a ripple effect and it's going to do real damage. Honestly, we're already seeing it with some of these studios. You know, they they made the comment about, you know, we just want to bleed them until they start losing their homes or their apartments. And even today, I think it was June, it was one of the studios 
where they were picked, where the, the writers and the actors were picketing, they had, it was like this tree lined street with these huge trees that were just fluffed and lush that were providing shade. Do you know that the studio pruned all of those trees? Mm-hmm. So now it's just sun direct. So it's those types of things that I also think about in the it's back of my mind. Cool. In addition to the technology part of it, it's just honestly the sadistic nature yeah. of some people that is undoubtedly going to flow into the way we write code, the way we create models, the way we productionize models to run on software that we use every day. And I don't think people are paying enough attention to that part of it. Nope. The bottom line is always going to be the bottom line. So, yeah, I mean, as long as we live in a capitalist society, it's always going to be the bottom line. So I want to piggyback off this story. I didn't stick this in the notes, but I just want to ask you guys as a opinion on this. So we are all creators, content creators. Stephanie, you, this is your career. You've been doing this for decades now. Do you think that because of the doldrum of content that we're about to go into? Because basically, if you look at fall, if you, you know, I started looking at this, like what's coming out in the fall. It is all reality based TV because you don't need writers for it and you don't need actors for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you see opportunity? For some of these content creators that are, that are independent, that are out here doing stuff on YouTube, on TikTok, on Instagram, or whatever the case, do you see potentially studios coming to them to try to work out license deals? Like I'm thinking of like, you know, Issa Rae, she clearly has bridged the gap. She has gone from being a, a web creator to actually being a movie star at this point. But I'm thinking of folks like Country Wayne or Kev on stage who actually has his own app or, uh, you know, even with some of the stuff that Kevin Hart is doing, even though he is a big time actor, he's got a lot of stuff that's just his own thing. Oh, yeah. He's bringing back Comic View and, right. and you know, other stuff like, hey, yeah, there's definitely going to be some opportunities, especially if, you know, as this strike is prolonged, they're going to need, you know, broadcast channels are going to need content. So you're going to see a lot of random ass stuff popping up on TV uh, come this fall. You'll be like, who? What? You know, and they're going to be trying to capitalize off of of what they think is popular online. And that's going to be the thing. A lot of stuff that's popular online does not translate to broadcast television at all. Um, because, you know, it, it, it's very niche and, and the people who are popular online have very niche audiences. Their, their brand of humor is very niche. Mm-hmm. The kind of content they create is very niche and, and the people who like it, like it for very specific reasons. So you're going to see a lot of people come and go very quickly, um, because they don't have necessary. And, and you, and we see it all the time, even online, people go viral for a one quick video or, you know, I think about out, um, that dude Cobby Lane, if you remember mm-hmm. him, uh, like he, he was so random and and he got popular really quickly. But is that type of content sustainable? Really? Like, am I really watching him do this? You know, on a on a broadcast channel on, on ABC for an, for a half an hour? Like, like what do you? How do you expand that type of content into an actual television show? You know, and, and I, I've never even heard that brother speak. Like, is he even <laughs> like, what is the sound of his voice? Sound? Like, can he carry a 30 minute program? You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Like I, I, I think about the, the D'Amelio's, you know what I mean? Charlie D'Amelio has, you know, a billion fucking followers on TikTok, but she's, I mean, she's mad basic and, and, and dull as a box of rocks in real life. And I don't so know. I don't, I don't even know who that is. 
is. She she she's yeah. super popular on TikTok, and and they okay. gave her family a show on who she has a show on Hulu, a reality. So it's show. like a, another reality, like family, like they're TV like kind of quasi Kardashian, but they don't have yeah. like that kind of money. Yeah, they ain't got that kind um, of budget. But but you know <laughs> they they gave them a show, and they was like super popular. But I think they came and went very quickly. I don't I don't see them getting season two, three, four, and five because it's just like, what do you actually do? And I think at the at the very, very end of the day, you know, you you actually do have to have some modicum of talent or something. I, I still don't know how the Kardashians have lasted as long as they have because it ain't just the Kardashians. You can look the, at any one of these housewives of wherever. Yeah, uh, you mean, know, you look at the uh, jersey. They're bringing the Jersey Shore back. If you're a, as you, you said, they have their a niche group. They have a loyal fit band of people True. that follow them. So they'll always, they may not have as their audience, I'm sure may, may have strong. And if you are, and, have, if you are able to generate a certain level of drama, you yeah. can, you can retain a certain audience. Now that, that is one thing. Um, everybody can't do that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Re- retaining yeah. a certain level of drama to, to keep an audience engaged is, is a skill and a talent as well. Right. Um, that everybody can't do. Um, but, but for the most part, it's, it's hard as, as a content creator. Y'all know it's hard to produce engaging content week Consist after week on a after consistent week after basis. Week. Even, yeah. even when you think you're doing something that's teaching people something mm. or you're being funny or you're being whatever, it's hard to do that over and over and over and over and over again. So, um, you know, we're going to see some people go shoot, you know, and shoot. And, and do that. We're going to see that a lot this fall. And I think, and I honestly, I think that the studios probably like that better because yeah. they just want to get, they're just trying, they're, I don't even think they're really thinking too far ahead. I think they're just trying to get through the fall season. That's just and it's like, it, if yeah. they can take, if they can get a cobble together enough of these up and downs, cut up a and bunch down, of quick checks. We yep. ain't got to pay them a ton of money, but we we can just cut a bunch of quick checks. Yep. Get them on, get them off and, yep. and, and do a conveyor belt full of, you know, little Internet sensations. And, Absolutely. And if something hits, it hits. If not, oh, well, we're not out I, too much. Yep. Yep. I think we're going to see a lot of that. Yeah. Listen, whoever wants to call me, how did you get? No. <laughs> But my thing is, my thing, my other thing is, I don't so, think I would, I would be a scab like that. I don't think I would. Do and that. that was going to, that's what I was going to bring up this whole scab conversation. That's been a lot on the Twitters about what's scabbing, what's not scabbing and bringing in some of these content creators for kind of, you know, the, the lightning strikes or the quick hits. Mm-hmm. If they want to go into, I guess I won't say legitimate, but you know, traditional forms of acting. If they are doing this kind of one and done work, it would, they filling would be in scared. the gap, they would be banned, right? They, they would, would be scared, like, yeah. they would be like, you know what? We're not, it would be like, you wouldn't be traditional able to sense of gatekeeping. They yeah. won't let you there. They're going to blackball no. you. are like, nope, you're not coming in. We saw what you did. Nope, yeah. nope, nope. And so I think again, the studios and production companies, they don't care. But I think maybe some of these content creators may be a little bit short sighted, especially if they have goals. money and and maybe and not everybody wants to be a hollywood actor or yeah. you know whatever and they'll be like listen they offer me 250k to to shoot this pilot or you know do whatever they'll they'll do it and taking this money and running mm-hmm. yeah yeah it'll be it'll be interesting though to see what kind of content we get for the fall season it'll be very very well, i've been hoarding shows that i want to watch and i haven't 
I've been kind of hoarding them so that, you know, once fall kind of comes around, I'm, it's kind of like the trickle effect. Let me just, you know, <laughs> so now save some things. So I have some things to watch because I know this is just an utter shit show. And uh, we're probably not going to get anything new yeah, I, come the fall. <laughs> uh, I I am not binge watching stuff right now because I know I the show, and I'm kind of mad I did not because now I don't have it to watch. Like, going yeah, it's forward, like because it's like I, I'm telling y'all, it, it's going to be. You, you said it's going to be interesting to see how this works. You know, it's not going to be interesting. The fall television lineup. It is not going to be interesting at all. True. So uh, people have to start talking to each other because we're not going to have any entertainment. I know. <laughs> I'm going to have to actually crack a book open or something. Right. Find a hobby. I'll have to get like some more subscriptions to, of, uh, of ESPN. Like give me ESPN, the Ocho or something like that. So I could <laughs> let, let me watch like a cricket match or let me watch some, you know, some, I, I, you know, I don't even know sports. I don't even know to, right. to watch, bring them up. So I'll just have something to watch. I start uh, watching some sailing <laughs> crew. Let's get into that. It's just, it's going to be the wild, wild west with what we have to entertain ourselves with. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. So, uh, Stephanie, you stuck this story in here. Yo, we gotta talk about this, y'all. Uh, this shit is crazy. <laughs> this NPC streaming stuff. What? So <sighs> first I'm like, I'm what am I watching? And it's like it, it's it keeps what? coming up. This stuff is going super, super viral. So super uh, viral. Before I start talking loud and stuttering, why don't you tell the folks what it is that we're actually talking about? So NPC streaming is non-player character streaming. So basically in gaming, and, and I'm not the biggest gamer, so if I start mm-hmm. messing up this explanation, jump in at any time. Um, in gaming, there are the characters that you are that is, are shooting or driving or whatever you're doing as you as the character. And then there's, there's other ancillary characters in the game that don't actually do anything. And maybe they're just, you know, moving in some crazy motion over and over, very repetitive. Maybe they're saying the same thing over and over again. Um, but they're not doing anything. They're just there. Um, NPC streaming are humans mimicking the actions of an NPC character in a game. 
And it has become very popular. One particular streamer named Pinky Doll has become very popular on TikTok for mimicking the actions of a non-player character in a, in a game online. So she streams, um, on TikTok and as people pay her basically because they, they buy her gifts and the little, whatever the little gift they buy her, she has a specific, um, reaction to what they buy her. And as they, as the gifts come up, she reacts to each of the gifts. So whatever it is, you know, she has a reaction. Oh, this is so good. Hmm. Yeah. Yummy. Whatever it is. And, 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 and she gets a lot of them. So she's doing this rapid fire in the, in the cadence of this character. And it is just bananas to see. And she's so good at it. <laughs> and she really? makes a lot of money. Like this girl's she's, making like six, seven K per stream. She's, she's doing 200,000 a month doing Yeah, this. she streams six Same. hours a day, six, seven days a week. Like she, this girl's making, and, and now it, it, it's, it's just an explosion explosion of of copycats so yeah. i've seen this girl doing this in spanish you know it just like it's crazy i i was like what and, and it's just it just so happened i i saw it on tiktok because there was a girl who stitched her on tiktok and like she came up and then the girl stitched her and was like hold up this girl just said she making two thousand dollars a day i'm about to do this and and she was live so i went on her, the other girls live and i'm watching her and then I'm like, hold on, who is this Pinky Doll? So now I went to Pinky Doll's account and I'm looking at this girl and she got a, 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 a flat iron and she's making popcorn with the flat iron. A single kernel of popcorn. popping popcorn. And then, so then I just started researching pink, this Pinky Doll and now I'm down this rabbit hole and this is a whole cottage industry of NPC streaming that I'm like, what is happening right now? And now it's like, you know, now the whole, there's a whole feminist angle. Like, is she empowered or is she being exploited? Is this, you know, cause they're obviously $200,000 a month. But apparently there, this is a fetish for some people who get, uh-huh. you know, some, so, some sort of sexual pleasure from watching this happen. And is, so is it act, you know, so it, it, it's such it's a, like, whole, is it sex work? Is it not? Right. So there's yeah. a whole thing going on with this. And I'm just like, wow, this is insane. Like my mind is blown, yo. My mind yeah. is completely blown. I, when I completely first saw it, it's like, what am I watching? And what, what am, am I, I watching? Is this like, is this a real person? Because she's so good at it that she really does look like an NPC. I thought, I thought it was like Sims. I was like, is this like a Sims yeah. come to life? Yeah. I was so confused. I was so confused. confused. And like some of the words she was saying didn't make sense in them with the flat iron. And then just nothing. It makes was, sense. it was, a sh- I was like, I thought that is this an alternate universe? Have we gone like through a wormhole? Yep. Right. Ping and good. And I'm just like, what is happening? Ice cream. Yay. Ice cream. Yeah, right. Gang, 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 gang. Yeah. I was like, what is like, what? Right now? So am I? I'm like, am I just too old? Like, what is? I was like, I'm too old for this. I think. I think I aged out. My brain cannot process what I'm watching right now. I just don't understand. It it goes to show you that when it comes to the internet, you you literally can make money on the internet doing literally anything. 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 Anything is possible. And I'm not even mad at the sister. I'm like, get your bag, sis. Oh, get your well, money, sis. So, 
So, get your bag. So she's, you, she, you know, so she's not, you, you can't really tell her accent until you know that she has one. So there's a video because people was going at her and she was like, look, this is how I, be, you know, she, that's when I heard she make it 200 grand a month doing it. It's like, okay, you know, carry the one, uh, that's $1.2 million a year when she, if she keeps yeah. it for a year. Getting on with a with a flat iron, popping one corner popcorn at a time, saying these ridiculous things. And as I was watching, I'm looking at these, uh, you know, these icons or whatever that are coming across the screen. It's a constant stream of them. Those are like ten dollars a pop money. every single pay. time. Yes, you got to pay real, real money, money. And to buy those <laughs> gifts to give to her. That real money, and she has a specific response to each gift that she gets. So she just is responding as she's getting the gifts. She has a different That's response a skill. to each one. Yeah. Yes. So you have That's to pay attention talent. to what's coming across and you have to respond the exact same way to each gift and keep that mechanical kind of flow to it. Like that's, I mean, it, it is, it well, is she, a skill. Well, Labor. She, she's definitely like, working. Right. She's definitely yeah, working. working. And it's like. And then, and then, and then it actually is kind of, I think they actually kind of like when she breaks character occasionally because she because I've, I've watched her and she like she'll break character and say something to her son real quick if he like comes in the room or whatever and then she'll but then she'll go right back in and i see ice mm. cream yum gang gang and, and, and you just be like what <laughs> but it's what just is this listen she getting paid so now there, so, there's I so mean, many copycats out there now doing it yeah, uh, so many i've so already like, already mentioned cam on stage now it's yeah. just NPC streamers. Yeah, Kevin on stage. I mean, clearly he's making fun of it, but he's like, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to act like I'm in church doing it. So he's yeah. like, Hey man, how, this you, you do it when you say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is, you know, he's a comedian, so he's making right. fun of it. But right. at the end of the video, he says, "Like I can't get mad at that hustle though, because she's making. I'm not mad at all. Bad. I'm she not is not taking care of her and her family and well I, for know, what she's and doing, she, and she's not necessarily from her end. She's not doing anything sexual. I mean, Mm-mm. somebody watching it may be perceiving it as something sexual, but, but she's not be anything. doing anything sexual. Yeah. So, like, get your get your paper, sis. Like, I, I'm not mad at her at all. It's just it's just a crazy, very niche thing of the internet that, like you say, Rob, there is a market out there for anything and yeah. everything online. I mean, and how do you even come up with this though? Like, who thinks right. to do who, this? Who even who, figures who out I can do this? Like. Where were you when you were like, you know what? Cause she said, and, and, and this woman, and I don't even know if they put her real name in any of the articles that they wrote about her. Um, but she said she was, uh, she had a business at one point and she went away and came back and the business, something happened to her business. It got taken from her, burnt down or something like that. So she was like, I had to figure out what I could do. And I think mm-hmm. she did have an OnlyFans at one point or she was doing something to that effect because I looked at her TikTok and she definitely has some, you know, little racy pictures on there with the thongs and and then the butt cheeks mm-hmm. out and all the rest of that. Um, so she was definitely in that space, so to speak. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how she thought of this in particular um, that it was a thing to do. And I'm not sure why she was the one that kind of went viral, um, from it. But, but yeah, she, she went viral and now, you know, everybody and a mama is an NBC streamer. Yeah. It, it is absolutely nuts. And she's only 19. Yeah. yeah. She's it's like, it seems like it, it, it definitely seems like it's something black girls have, have kind of latched on to. Um, yeah. Cause that's all I've seen in my feed. I mean, maybe, you know, yeah. TikTok is just serving me to black girls cause it has figured right. out I'm a black girl. Um, but, <laughs> you know, every, the internet is now trying to copy this. 
Yeah, so it's, yeah. it is literally everybody right now. Yeah. But, I'm um, glad she made a bunch of money like up front because now other yeah, people are going to Because now once everybody starts yeah. doing it, yeah, you know how that goes. The novelty is going to go away. But Absolutely. make your money, sis. Yes. Make as much as you can and yeah. then pivot. And do something <laughs> with it. Save and invest it. Buy you some real estate, girl. Right. Um, right. Do something with that money. For real. If she just does this through the summer, 200K for three Listen. months. Uh, yes. Then you I mean, get, get, you a, get you a fourplex and get you some tenants. <laughs> and income. Wow. And that real quick. Yes, yes. Make the money. Don't let the money make you. Right. All right, y'all. So for this last story, uh, Stephanie, this is another one you stuck in here when you said this. Is this security or surveillance? And it has basically to do with a is this like a is it a is it a food mart? Is is it a is it a gas station? Like the, like the food mart that is connected to the gas station. OK, so but essentially you have a store that has a camera that you must look at and they're running facial recognition software to see if you are someone who who they believe has robbed the store before. And that's what determines whether or not you can get in. There's no way on earth that that is a store that I'm going to, if that's the, you know, if that's what I have to get through, I'm, I'm looking, you know, just at the article that you posted here and there, you know, some folks are you know comparing it to, well, you know, if you get clear and that's how you come into the country, you know, how is it any different than that? Well, because that's something that has been sanctioned by the government. This is a store that's doing this. However, and I signed up for clear. I paid for clear, so yeah. I know what I'm getting right. with clear. But with the with the cashier that got shot the last time they came in and robbed that store, agree with you? This is why we're talking about it. Um, <laughs> I, I understand mean, why they're doing it. Probably, I'm just saying I that mean, for me, that's not the store that I'm trying to frequent. I mean, if them is the kind of thing I'm I got to be worried about. There. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Because if you are scanning my face to see if I've been in there, are you also storing my face? Are you storing my data? You, you have if to be. Some something point. happens. Can the police come in and, and, or somebody can get a court order and subpoena that data and footage and users? How are you handling my data? They're probably doing all that. I'm sure. And that's, and that's where it gets a little dicey for me. For the store workers, absolutely. They're in there making minimum wage, trying to just earn a living. And they probably are tired of getting robbed or stolen from all those things. So from their perspective, absolutely, I get this. They don't want just, you know, someone who is going to potentially cause them harm or do ill towards them or have done. They want those precautions. But on the other side of that coin is, is that safe for me, a person who isn't coming in to do something nefarious or wrong so you're basically kind of punishing the more the likely the more people who are just coming in to buy a soda and a snickers and to pay for their gas than someone who is actually likely to come in and rob the place or steal from the place it's a tough call i mean it's just yeah it's it's a it's a tough call it's just um i don't know i don't know the answer honestly I don't, like, I don't know the answer to it, but if, it's just like, you know, you look at a place, you know, maybe that has had a number of, of mm-hmm. incidences and, and, you know, where, where's the line where you have to prioritize safety over, you know, anything else I, over privacy? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And so here's the angle that I'm looking at this from. I wouldn't be shocked 
if I don't know the exact location, but this is probably a food desert where, where this, you know, where this particular store mm-hmm. is. It's like the right. folks who are going to the store. It's not like to. they, it's not like they got a whole lot of choice of, right. okay, I'm just going to that corner may not have exactly the same store across the street on the other side of the street and then down the street. This may be right. the thing that you, you have to go here to, to get your food. So that gives me a, a bit of consternation. It's like, you know, I really don't have a choice but to go because I, you know, I'm on foot. I walk. I can't walk to the Walmart that is 11 miles right. away. I don't I have, have a car. Here. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So you're kind of getting forced into this stuff, but I look at the other part of it. You know, um, and Nika, you, you kind of brought this up. What do they do with that data? Because if, if, if it's facial recognition, the data has to be captured and, you know, and something is being done with it. And like I said, I, I read a couple of stories on this and I said, well, how's that any different than surveillance camera? And it's like, well, surveillance cameras are not actually facial rec, you know, they're not using, you know, facial recognition to ID you. It's just, if you were in the store, we got a camera on you to see, you know, who you are in case something goes off. So we can use that as evidence after the fact. This is, we're, we're scanning everybody in the store anyway. Let's just go ahead and keep that data and then run it through some record, you know, some facial recognition software to see if this is somebody who maybe shoplifted before, who maybe was, you know, was in the store. Here's where I see this being very problematic. It is, it is, it it is very possible that you could have two, three people in the store at the same time that someone who's actually stealing the store, you know, stealing from the store is there. And they may even know them. They may say, hey, what's up or something like that. But there is something that happens and if somebody goes and rob the store. Are you now lumped into the group? Uh, you know, or, or to the person that actually did the theft, even though you had nothing to do with it. Are you going to get that? Well, you was with them. So you must be part of it type treatment. I wonder how those kind of things are going to work because that's, that's how, that's how things happen. I remember when I, when I was a kid, it's like, it, it wasn't just me that got a whooping. It was me and my cousin and, you know, my other cousin and my, and, and my cousin's brother and this and that and other because all why, of us, why do we all, all get it? Because so you was with them. Because y'all, you, you was with them. You was with them, so y'all all get it. But on a more serious note, we know that there are that there are young men, young women who get hemmed up because they knew someone and they were at the wrong place at the wrong time and had absolutely nothing to do with something that went down. So my concern is, like I said, they got you on video. Someone that you said hi to in the store stole something. And now are they turning this over to the police and saying, yeah, this person was with them? That 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 is what I have a real a, a real concern about. And also, we know how AI and facial rec has done back black people and brown people in the past by misidentifying people, by capturing and and linking people who it it, it is not actually is. Um so we've seen those type of issues. Yeah. Also, also, yes we have clear, yes we have global entry, yes we have facial rec at the airport at Target, all those places. But who's to say that's good too? That's some shady stuff, you know, on that side as well. well so then, it's not um, really. Uh, I yeah. So it's, no, no, it's just, no, it's just that it's, it's along the same lines. You're trying to compare what's already being surveilled or captured as if it's good. It's most of the time not. So it's, they're, they're all to me, you know, lumped together in, in some respect. We, and uh, Saray makes a good point as well. It's like, what happens when I send my 10 year old to the store or just into the store from the car? I'm pumping gas and I send my 10 year old in there to get a bag of chips. Now you got my child's facial, you know, information, you know, you now you have minors 
information as well. So like that's, that, that's an issue also. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I like I said, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. But you know, also public safety is, is also a, a, a problem in this country because Absolutely. we don't want to get rid of our guns. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? It, At all. The two of y'all, you have no chance because we talked, you know, Nika, I don't know At if you all. listen to this show, but y'all have no chance because facial None. recognition for black women is literally a thousand percent worse than it is for white mm-hmm. men. It is 10 times worse. Uh, and, and, and that's, and this isn't like the, the corner stores facial recognition. This is the government's facial recognition. Right. That is a, so that is a thousand, is, this is a thousand times worse. When we yeah. first started talking about it, when we first started doing the show almost two years ago, it was 10,000%. It was literally a hundred times worse. But uh, I guess they've now gotten to, well, it's only 10 times worse for black women. So we can go ahead and still use it. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. That, that, that is, like I said, I, I just, I don't feel We're already good about the, the, late, the least consideration already. So yeah, this is probably not going to work so good for us. So y'all, I'm looking at the clock. We are at the top of the hour. Nika, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the show this week. So glad you was able to step in for your boy. Pleasure being here, yeah. So we will definitely have to have you back. But y'all, we actually before we get to our our exit, I do want to give a shout out to one Mister Barry Hoyt, who is a new patron of the show. Whenever we get a new patron, I actually send a note thanking them directly in Patreon. He just happened to be on and fired right back. So he's like, you know, he, he likes the show. I think the first show he saw was the one where we actually had Mac Conwell on a few months. That was a guest we had on a few months back. He said he really enjoyed that, you know, that interview and said that he wanted to support the show. So once again, Barry Hoyt, and I believe he's from the UK. Cause he's paying oh, in. Wow. Yeah, he's paying. Hey, know. Barry. So, so Barry. So, yeah, see, he's probably not watching because it's a little bit late for him right now. But, uh, you know, Barry Hoyt, we appreciate you. So, Nika, why don't you go ahead and give everybody all your details? Tell folks how they can get at you. Oh, you can find me at Tech Savvy Diva pretty much everywhere on the internet. And uh, of course, Snob OS, we record live on Wednesdays in our show airs on Fridays. Tell tell our folks what Snob OS is and about. I'm sure that Terrence has done it, but it's probably been years since he's done it. Tell the folks what your show is about. Our show is basically an Apple-centric uh, show. Terrence and I are both huge Apple fans. So we talk uh, a lot about Apple products. We also throw in some other tech as well. And we also have a segment called For the Culture where we talk about uh, things that are culturally relevant. There's something going on, on social media. If there's something going on in the world, a new me, pretty much anything, you know, that's going on in the week that we want to, to, to have a conversation about. And we also, you know, have some tech tips as well. So yeah, that's our show. So yeah, y'all be sure to go check out Tech Savvy Diva and check out the Snob OS. Stephanie, how can folks get at you? You can follow me all around the web at Tech Life Steph and check out stephaniehumphrey.com. And I am at Rob Dunwood on all the things. And we are also at The Tech John on all the things. So until we meet again in a week's time, peace. Bye.